Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Wide Left Sports. My name is Mitch. And I'm Kyle. Where we talk every day about different sports from football to baseball. Um, today, for our first episode, we will be talking about the NFL and our midseason kind of report, where the league leaders are and where we think it'll end up, and also what teams have surprised us, good and bad. So with that, we're going to start with the passing leaders, which right now is Tom Brady leading the league in passing with Derek Carr just behind him by six yards. And then you have Matthew Stafford, Mahomes, and Kyler Murray to round out your top five. So where do you think, Kyle, they're going to end up when it comes to the end of the year? Who do you think is going to be your top five for passing yards? I think that Tom Brady consistently has not a ton of yards every game, but he'll have games where he'll have more yards and he'll have games where he'll have less, just like any quarterback does. Right. But I think that he'll probably end up on top just because that they, they they are at a pretty decent pace right now, especially with they have higher end receivers and they have been able they've had pretty good success passing the ball. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> unlike they did early in the season last year. So I think Tom Brady will end up on top. I think Stafford will move into second. I think Carr will drop to third, and I think it'll be Kyler, and then the rest can just be whoever. Because I I don't think Patty will stay top five. Yeah, I probably would agree with you there. Um, the. I would agree with Patty Mahomes dropping out. The only thing is I'm going to add a person into the top five. I really like what Justin Herbert's doing in L.A. I know being a Raiders fan, that's kind of a hard thing to say. But I really like what he's doing there, and I think he will move into the top five by the end of the year. I I could agree with that. I could see that being – I could see him moving up to the top five somewhere. Yeah. So now we move on to passer rating, and this is a little bit skewed because right now it's Russell Wilson at number one. And, of course, he's been out for a couple weeks and will be out for a few more weeks. So I'm not going to really put him as the top right now because he hasn't played as much. As much as I like him, he's not playing right now. So then you have Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, and Joe Burrow. Um, I could see Joe Burrow moving up and Kyler staying up top because I'm just going to consider the like the 2, 3, 4, 5 as 1 through 4 right now. Yeah, basically. Um, I like Kyler, and I think he is very efficient throughout every game because he has the ability that sometimes he won't even throw the ball. He's able to scramble, so it takes away some passing attempts, so it keeps his QB rating pretty high. Well, it also helps when you have DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, and um, (laughs) Christian Kirk. True, he's good too. So as long as Christian Kirk's production stays up, they should be fine. But um, I think Kyler will... I think Kyler will will stay kind of at the top for the passer rating. And... um, I could see Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford both staying where they are. Well, I could see Joe Burrow moving up. I feel like Dak might, towards the end of the year, start to struggle. Even though they are doing really good right now and they are kind of surprising me, uh, I could see him dropping dropping down a little bit. I could see him start getting gutsy, start throwing some picks. He's just become such a passer with his injury that he's, he's not as willing to scramble out and get rid of something. So I would totally agree with you. The only thing I would kind of disagree on is I'm a huge believer in Stafford. I love that he finally got out of Detroit I mean that place was a complete hellhole for him and 
I thought he had a Hall of Fame career in Detroit, and now that he's out of Detroit, um, he will be even better. Mm-hmm. So um, going to the Rams, I think, was a huge thing for him, and I think his passer rating will only go up because he has Cooper Cup there. He has uh, Robert Woods, who's decent. And I think Tyler Higbee is their tight end. You might need to correct me on that one. But he just has better weapons than what he ever had in Detroit besides Calvin Johnson. Well, Andy has running backs on top of that. Granted, Detroit just got DeAndre Swift, who's kind of killing it right now. But Yeah, they were getting there. but They were, they were just too weak. And their offensive line just was not it. Yeah. Um, rushing, it's not even a race right now. I mean, Derrick Henry's, Derrick Henry's far and above everyone else. That man is mm-hmm. amazing. Um, so I guess we'll just go two, three, four, five because number one is not changing. Um, you have Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, and Zeke. Um, with Chubb being hurt, I could see Chubb dropping out of top five. Excuse me, Chubb dropping out of top five. Um... And with Dak being hurt still and still being a little finicky on his leg and everything, I could see Zeke moving up because Zeke actually has been doing really well this year, so he I has. keep feeding him the ball. I like Jonathan Taylor, but I don't think the Colts have enough of it in their run game. Like, obviously, they have enough right now. And their whole line's been pretty shaky. Yeah. Well, with Quentin Nelson hurt, too, or whatever. Yeah, because he's been hurt for a little while, I think. I don't I know think if he so. still is hurt or not. But um, their offensive line's very inconsistent, and Wentz has actually been throwing the ball decently right now. So I could see them starting to go transition more into a pass and run game instead of mostly just run game. Yeah. So I could see... I mean, Joe Mixon's always really good for the first couple weeks every year. It's just like the same thing with Tyler Lockett. Like, Tyler Lockett never gets a high tar- <laughs> uh, like target share. No. DK always gets more targets, but Lockett is really good at the beginning of the year because people kind of forget about his speed, I think. So I think with Joe Mixon, it'll be kind of that same deal where people kind of forget that he is still pretty young, he is still pretty agile, and then they'll start... They'll start realizing it. And with Burrow and Jamar Chase doing so good right now, I could see them just becoming a pass-heavy offense. Yeah, they're going to definitely become a pass-heavy offense. Um, So I'm kind of surprised you didn't do this. The one that I think is going to move into the top five here, Kyle, this is going to surprise you because I'm not exactly the biggest Viking fan. I think Dalvin Cook is going to move into the top five at some point this year. Yeah, it's just hard with him being hurt and having that ankle sprain with what he had. I think it was a high ankle sprain. I don't remember. But, um, I mean, as a Vikings fan, I want to see him succeed, and I know he can. He's just been kind of dealing with injuries. Like, last year, I think he stayed, um, I think he was in second or third, maybe, towards the end of the year. But he was hurt for, like, a good two two weeks as well. If he wasn't so plated with injuries all the time, I think he'd be, I think he'd actually be close with Derrick Henry. Well, and that's the thing right now is so many wide receivers, or not wide receivers, sorry, running backs are injured. I mean, you have Christian McCaffrey's out, Chris Carson's out, Dalvin Cook has had injuries, like you said, mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is out, Kareem Hunt is out. There's so many running backs that are out that are helping, you know, maybe Dalvin Cook, who was out one week, mm-hmm. that I, I still think at the end of the season he definitely could, especially because as much as Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, there are games where they need to rely on Dalvin Cook because oh, yeah. for some reason Kirk Cousins doesn't perform well every single week. Although he is kind of being an underdog right now. I he think is. he's top 10 in passing yards. He's playing really well. I think he just threw his first pick last game or the game before even. Yeah, he is doing really well this year considering what he's been in the past. I, I will agree with that. I mean, he's more of a game manager. He's not a game leader. He'll, he'll, he'll put you in the position to win. It just, it's really hard when we have the history we do with kickers. Right. Um, so then we go to receiving yards, and Cooper Cup with Matthew Stafford is just tearing up the NFL. And before we move on, I wanted to mention oh, yeah. the fact that I think that Christian McCaffrey is not that good a running back until he proves he can stay healthy. Him and Saquon are the same way for me. I, yeah. I think McCaffrey's overhyped, 
I think I don't think he's overrated. I think he's overhyped because he can't stay healthy. I would agree with that at this point. I mean, the first injury was just rough, but now it just seems like it's a every year thing. He's injured for at least a few weeks, and it's not. It's too bad because he no, is really not, good. It's not helpful. But the thing with Saquon is he had one really bad injury, and that injury usually sets a lot of running backs running backs back. Oh yeah. I've only ever seen one running back bounce from bounce back from it and have an insane year, and that was Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and he's a and he's just different. one of the top he's, five running backs of all time. So I think so too. Um, so then, like I said, we go to receiving where Cooper Cup is just demolishing the NFL with, um, Matthew Stafford and really Jamar Chase is doing the same with Joe Burrow, which surprised the heck out of me. I mean, I knew Joe Burrow was decent and I didn't, I was kind of surprised that they didn't draft protection for Joe Burrow because that knee injury, like you said, with the ACL for running backs, that knee injury was nasty. Well, it's hard to come back for like quarterbacks, especially if they're a pocket passer. I mean... Sure, they don't rely on it a bunch, but you gotta think their three step, their their three step drop. I mean, they step on it and everything. It was his lead foot. Yeah, I mean that was a nasty injury, and I'm surprised they didn't draft a old lineman, especially when there were two decent ones in the draft. But or even a panic quarterback. Yeah, even a panic quarterback, or even signed Cam Newton after. Yeah. The pan or the Patriots dumped him, but as well as Joe Burrow's doing right now, um, I love to see Jamar Chase succeeding because. As much as it, like, I'm a Vikings fan, so as much as it sucked to see Justin Jefferson not win rookie of the year last year, I do think it was a coin flip. I just know that Herbert won it because it's a quarterback award. It's a quarterback award, yeah, basically. It's really hard for anything other than a quarterback to win it unless there wasn't a good quarterback in the draft. Yeah. Because I I don't know how long it's been since a quarterback hasn't won rookie of the year stuff. I don't know. This year, Jamar Chase has won it already, I this, feel. This year, there's not many people that could do better. No. Although I will say rookies... The Vikings left tackle Christian Derisaw is doing insane. The first game he played this year, he allowed, he had like a 99.6 passer block protection like rating or whatever. He only allowed one pressure in all the offensive snaps, which I was very happy about because we never have a good offensive line. Yeah, that's a lot better than the Raiders draft pick. They've already moved positions. Mm-hmm. So then you have Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel, and Tyreek Hill, who's a beast. So Tyreek Hill... Is fifth, and he still has had two games where he's had, I think, less than sixty yards receiving. Yeah, where he's he'll have games down. where he'll ha- he'll have games where he has like, like, close to two hundred yards. And I mean, Jamar Chase just had a two hundred yard game. I could see Jamar Chase moving into first because Cooper Cup has had three monster games, but I could see Jamar Chase just staying consistent with that hundred plus yard game thing, and that'd be so impressive. I mean, he's on pace to have eighteen hundred yards. Yeah, which is four hundred above the rookie record. I mean, he's already halfway. He's over halfway to the rookie record, and we're not even halfway into the season. Yeah, I mean, and the thing about Cooper Cup, too, his offense has more weapons. I mean, I know the Bengals have, like, Tyler Boyd, and they have um, Joe Mixon. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. So they do have other weapons, Mm -hmm. but I feel like with um, Joe Burrow and Jamar Tace both going to LSU, Mm -hmm. that's just... There's already a free connection there. Yeah, that's chemistry that you can't beat. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know what this. Oh, this must be kickers or something. I don't. Quite yeah, it's know. the touch. It's the p- players like accounting oh, for the most scoring. Points. So this will surprise absolutely nobody. Derrick Henry is fourth, and he's the only non-kicker on this list. Mm-hmm. Last year, I think um, Dalvin Cook was Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry are two of the top players in there, and they weren't kickers. Yeah, that that doesn't surprise, surprise me with either of them really. But so we're just gonna move on from that one because I mean it's obviously gonna be a kicker that. Probably has the most scoring. Mm-hmm. Sacks, you have Miles Garrett, who is really good. Mm-hmm. Harold Landry, that's kind of a surprise. Um, TJ Watt, no surprise there. 
I think it's Trey Hendrickson. I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. And then Matthew Judon from New England. I think Miles Garrett will stay with it just because he's been so dominant. I mean, unless he starts getting really double teamed like crazy, which honestly wouldn't surprise me too. He's but got that a two-sack lead right now, though. That that goes for everybody that's in there. Anybody that's in there is up for a double team. It doesn't matter. Like, TJ Watt, I would double team. So it just comes down to um, who can really be double team, I think. Yeah. So if I were to go into who I think could move into the top five out of that, I definitely think TJ Watt will stay there. Of course, Miles Garrett is going to stay there. He's probably defensive player of the year again. Um... I don't know about this Trey Hendrickson. I feel like Cincinnati's just kind of an upstart team, so I don't really know if that's going to be consistent. Huh? Miles Garrett won it last year? I I think he might have. Either him or Aaron Donald. But It was Aaron Donald, because Aaron Donald beat him out. Beat okay. Him out and I didn't want him to. Um, and then Matthew Judon. For some reason, that New England defense just is always scary. It doesn't matter what they do. Mm-hmm. They could throw nobodies out there, and one of them is going to be a sack leader or a tackles leader or whatever. Yeah. But I do think... One person that could move up, and this is going to show my bias towards the Raiders a little bit, I think either Max Crosby or Yannick Ngakwe are going to move up. And the reason why I say that is just like you were saying, Miles Garrett's going to get double-teamed or TJ Watt are going to get double-teamed. If you double-team either Max Crosby or Yannick Ngakwe, the other one's going to be open. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that you have to pick and choose your your battles there. Is that Yannick Ngakwe is more of a power rusher, I feel like. Max Crosby's more of a speed rusher. Yeah. So I think it just comes down to, if you have a mobile quarterback, I almost say let the speed rusher at him because then he can roll get out, away. out of there. But if you have a pocket passer, I would... Either way, I think it's it's hard because, honestly, it's kind of a lose-lose for a quarterback situation when you play the Raiders like that. But with the Raiders, you have to depend on their coverage so much. And yeah, the and last if you, couple games, it has oof. been kind of rough. Yeah, if the Raiders allow any passing yards, it's rough because our secondary is not the greatest. Our... Wide receivers are okay. Not our wide receivers are. Linebackers are okay. but Even your safeties are right. It's just those corners. They got to. Our corners are short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Interception um, leaders. Interceptions, it's literally Trayvon Diggs and the rest of the world. Trayvon mm-hmm. Diggs is dominating. Uh, I think it's Trayvon Diggs to lose, honestly. If he yeah. somehow doesn't end up with the most interceptions, that'd be impressive. I don't think it went. There's no chance he wins Defense Player of the Year. No. Because he's given up. He's allowed the most receiving yards. Has he? Yep. Cause oh. he'll, well, because he'll get a pick, and then he'll let up 70 yards. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me really with... Because uh, he, um, he goes straight for ball now, because he's got that uh, ball-first mentality. I'd like yeah. to see... I don't know if the Cowboys ever play the Bills this year, but I'd love to see the brother matchup. That would be cool. Because I think Stefan would win. Well, like, and then Micah Hyde's on that home. team, who's third right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know if there's anybody... I mean, I don't know these players well enough, really. Micah Hyde might move up, just because Micah Hyde's really good. Mm-hmm. This could be my bias, too, but... Um, I know every year Eric Hendricks always sneaks in a couple picks, so I could see him if everyone else kind of stays pretty low. I could see him moving in there. He's probably yeah. at, he's probably at two or three, probably tied. Cause I I've I've seen him get at least one pick. I know he's not that far behind. Um, interceptions shouldn't be that far down. Who knows? I don't know. But I I mean I'd like to see him move in, and then obviously there's Xavier Howard with the drop off. I think he's tight. someone that could be traded. Yeah, we'll get on that later. Yep. <laughs> Tackles, now kind of a surprise here, but also really not because of who he's playing for as a defensive coordinator. Denzel Perryman is number one for the Raiders. Um, being a Raiders fan, I love that we brought in Gus Bradley as our defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I thought that was huge, and we brought in a lot of ex-Chargers players. Um, just, well, yeah, that, and he just knows what he's doing. He just understands concepts on how to take down offenses that 
have been successful for so long. Yeah, I mean, he's been... I think right now there's like three offenses that you just can't stop, and I think it's the Ravens, I think it's the Cardinals, and I think it's the Bucks. But I think the Bucks is just solely because of Tom. Yeah, and I mean, I know the Raiders barely beat them, but the Raiders beat the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And it, it was crazy because Lamar still played so well. Yeah. It literally just came down to a terrible defense yeah. like on both sides. Like mm-hmm. It was just an offensive shootout. And then there's the Cardinals who the only – I wouldn't even say there's not even – like as the Vikings, we lost on a missed field goal. Like we, yeah. they should be 6-1 and one right now. But I'm, not, I'm, like, I'm over that. I don't really care because I watched it and I remember like thinking in my head, I'm like, he's going to miss. I'm not even going to get my yeah. hopes up. And he missed. And I was like, okay, not a big deal. I didn't get mad. I wasn't like – obviously, I was a little frustrated. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, every year. Because it happens every year. But um, we, I mean, we held them to a close game. We matched their offense. And I think matching offenses right now is more important. Well, it's not more important than defense. Obviously, if you can get a defense that can play defense, you're easily already one of the top five teams in the NFL. Yeah. I think it just matters that it's so important to get your offense to match if your defense is bad. Yeah. So here's a cool thing on the tackles list. Number four is from Montana State. Alex Singleton is number four in the NFL in tackles right now. I was going to say, I saw he got moved to a captain. I don't know if that was recent or if he's Yeah, for this year, he's the captain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool to have a Obviously, we like to see that. Montana kid and doing well in the NFL because that doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. And then. In anything, really. Basketball. No. Um, Tyler Hall just got cut by the Knicks, but. <laughs> um, so for number three or number two, you have Bobby Wagner, who's been there for years. I mean, he's always going to be always, good. He's always top five, usually. And Roquan Smith, who I wish to heck would have been on the Raiders, but we screwed that up as we usually do in drafts. And then, okay. And then number five, we have D. Campbell from Green Bay. I don't really know who that is. Is it Drew Campbell? Uh, it might be Drew Campbell. Let's see. Devondre Campbell. Mm. I don't think I've ever heard of him. I thought that all of their wide receivers' last names were Smith. Not wide receivers. I'm sorry, linebackers. So that's it. Um, I don't really know if there's going to be much difference in the tackles. No. I can maybe see Bobby Wagner beating out Denzel Perryman at some point. It just kind of depends on the the pace at which they play. Because, I mean, obviously with a team like Seattle, and regardless, if or with, with or without Russell Wilson, you guys have a tendency. They have, sorry, you guys. They have a tendency to be on and off the field. No Like kidding. offense. Like with Russ, it's like a... Usually it's a pretty quick possession. You'll get it done. You'll get down there at least a field goal, usually a touchdown. Or or you'll get three and out. I mean, the Seahawks don't really have, like, long methodical drives like they used to. No. Well, that was when they had Marshawn Lynch, and he would bulldoze his way for 5, 10 yards. Yeah. But um, they don't so, really have that anymore. So anymore. they're on defense a lot, and that, that's why their point. And, and with how poor their offense is right now, and defense too, but still, with how poor their offense is, their mm-hmm. defense is letting them march, but that's still taking time, so it's still more opportunities for tackles. So that's why I could see Bobby Wagner staying where he's at. Oh, yeah. Bobby Wagner. Well, and Bobby Wagner's just good. I mean, he's, I think, 31, 32, and he's still at the top of the league. Mm-hmm. And then we have awards, too. Oh, yeah, we have awards. So let's look. I need to look up what all the awards are because I don't remember. Well, there's Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year. There's Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year. There's MVP. There's Coach of the Year. I could see Coach of the Year going to the Cardinals coach or to the Bengals coach. Yeah, I think the the Bengals Bengals coach more. The Bengals are a big surprise team for me because they, I mean, 
I, I ahead of the year, I had said that I liked the Bengals. I liked Joe Burrow and I liked Jamar Chase just because I liked Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And I was like, I actually kind of wished we were in the position to take Jamar Chase. Yeah. Because there were a couple mock drafts where they actually mock drafts where they actually had him falling to the Vikings, which would have been that awesome. Would, that would have been crazy nuts. Because then if you have someone like Kirk that actually has been getting the job done like crazy, and honestly, I think people hate on Kirk too much. Yeah. Because, like, it's fun in games. Like, don't it's get me so wrong, sometimes to... I like hating on Kirk because he just seems like one of those, like, really vulnerable guys. It's so easy to hate on Kirk. Cousins, but but... I, I love him. He gets the job done. I mean, he wins us games. It, like, he is the reason we win games a lot of the time. He's a lot like Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just literally comes down to the team he's on and the person he is. Yeah. And, um, I, and, like, with Justin Jefferson, if we could have him... So, if we could have Kirk throwing to Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and... Jamar Chase, oh, it would have been over. I don't think Jamar Chase would have had the progression, or I mean, production that he has this year. No, because he would have been the third option. But um, I do think that actually, I think he would have been second. I think we are kind of keeping Adam Thielen as like an end zone receiver. Yeah, maybe I. I don't watch Vikings games as uh, that often. I watch him every once in a while. He's always been more of an end zone option. Uh, Justin Jefferson gets us more down the field. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Just because he's bigger, but yeah. If anything, you'd think the bigger guys would be in the red zone too. Adam Thielen can. It, it just depends. Play. He's always a monster touchdown getter. Like he just always. I think he had. He was up there for the receiving touchdowns last year. I don't remember. I think Devontae ended up with it. I think Devontae did too. He had I a monster think, year. I, I think Thielen might have been top three or something like that. But I know for a while he was leading because he had games where he'd get two or three touchdowns, but he would only get like thirty yards. Yeah. So who's your pick for MVP? Um, as long as he doesn't have any mistakes, and obviously that's the big that's the big question. But I I think Kyler Murray. I don't. I don't really think anyone else right now. Like I think, I think Stafford had a really big bump for about two weeks. I mm-hmm. think that really slowed him down. I think that kind of pushed him not out. He's not completely out, but pushed him away. Top five for sure. Um, I think if Kyler does, if something happens where Kyler just falls off the face of the earth, I think it's Derrick Henry. Oh yeah, I could see that because he could be the first running back to win it since Adrian Peterson in like twenty. 15 or whatever year it was yeah i could see that which i i would like that but i I can't lie for a while i was a big derrick henry kind of hater hater uh not even as much of a hater just like dude his his job is not gonna last him because he's such a power back he's too yeah he's too big but i mean you look at it jerome bettis did it forever too and he was just a monster guy yeah but he wouldn't he wouldn't get but he's fast too that's the thing yeah so fast he has the highest clock speed in the nfl right now he's a freaking nature it's actually insane how, like, everything he's good at. He even gets receptions. Yeah. Like, he even catches the ball. I think he had, like, 80 receiving yards in one of the games this year. He could have. I just know he does. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. He's a freaking nature, and, yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, my MVP, I don't really like Kyler, so I have a problem with putting him as the MVP. But I would agree it's probably his to lose. Um, I feel like Brady's probably in the conversation every single year. He just has such a high standard. But, yeah, he's in that, like, Jordan and LeBron to where... Curry and all that. Yeah, to where it doesn't matter what they do, they're not going to win it. They have to set every record. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to see it maybe be Brady, but I I don't think he's going to. Um, my other, like, kind of bottom dwellers are Stafford. I think he's done really well. Um, Herbert, I think, will be in there. And, again, I know I'm a Raiders fan. Picard's had one hell of a year. Mm-hmm. He I mean, had two slow games, but he's still only six yards behind. Yeah. And he also, last weekend, 
had like 91% completion percentage, and he's the only quarterback in NFL history to have two games with that. I think he's, yeah, uh, I think he's had two games, and I think there's only one other quarterback that's done it, or something like that. Yeah, so there's only been three in NFL history. With nine, with like with a minimum the, amount of attempts, obviously. Yeah, I think it's like 90% and 30 attempts, mm-hmm. and he's two of those games. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just crazy to me. That I don't know if they were both this year. No, one was in like 2016. Yeah, one was uh, another year I think he actually played pretty well. Yeah, it was his other MVP type year until he broke his leg. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> So then, offensive player of the year, this is where I put Derrick Henry. Yeah, I would put Derrick Henry here as well, just because I don't think he'll win MVP. Yeah. But on the off chance he does win MVP, I don't think you can win both. I don't think you can either. And so I think that's where, I would, put, that's where I'd put Kyler. Yeah, that's where I would put either Kyler, Stafford. Herbert, Stafford, mm-hmm. one of those quarterbacks. Yeah. I think if Henry somehow gets passed up in rushing yards, it'll be that person. Yeah. Because Derrick Henry won that award last year. Yeah. So I could see him going back to back with it. Um, defensive player of the year. I, as much as people think it might be, I don't think it'll be Trayvon Diggs. No. He lets up too many yards. He's too inconsistent. Like, sure, he's consistently getting picks And teams don't like that Cowboys defense. They just don't like it. Yeah, so I think, because it's a fan vote thing, so I think it'll come down to TJ Watt again. Yep, probably. Um, probably Miles Garrett again. Yep, probably. Um, I think Trayvon will get a couple votes, but I don't think he'll be, like, top five. Yeah. But, um... I think it'll... T.J. Watt, I mean... Chase Young, maybe. See, but that... But they've had a kind of weak defense. Yeah, that Redskins defense hasn't lived up... Football team. Football team. Dang it, I forgot about that. (laughs) Football team's defense has not lived up to the hype. I was going to say, they were projected to be like a top three defense this year. And um, and they're kind of just not. (laughs) No, I mean, they're Um, not bad, but they're not anything special to go home about. I would love to see Daniel Hunter move into that conversation. If yeah. he can stay healthy, because we, with Daniel Hunter, we are so much better. And it's crazy how much of an impact he has on that Vikings defense. Yeah. Because line is really strong again. It's the first time it's been this strong since, like, Purple People Eater days. <laughs> yeah, and they were bad back then. Like, yeah. bad good. Yeah. It was, um, like, insane. You couldn't get the ball past us. I still mean, couldn't win a Super Bowl, but, you know, it's all right. Again, I know I'm a broken record here, and I know it's showing my bias again. But I do think by the end of the year, if Max Crosby stays on this pace that he's at, that he's at he will have to be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to win it because he doesn't have the name. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he has to at least be in the conversation. That's why I think Daniel Hunter won't win it either. I mean, unless he can just get over these plagued injuries, he can just... Yeah. If he can just... I mean, if he can muscle through, literally, he's one of the best ends in the league. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've seen how like much of an impact he puts on the game. And it's like... It's like a QB's pressure rating is, like, through the roof. Like yeah. It's, it's, like, 90% higher with Daniel Hunter, which yeah. that shows a lot. So I'd like to see Daniel Hunter move into that if he could stay healthy, but who knows. Yeah, you know another guy who's kind of had a resurrection career? Um, I hate that he's on the Bears, but Khalil Mack, he's kind of resurrected himself a little bit. The yeah, first he, couple years he had in, a rough couple of years. His first couple of years in Chicago, he was not that great. But I almost wondered if it was just, like, he kind of regretted going there. I, I honestly think he did because I think him and... Derek Carr were like brothers. Yeah, and, I, well, I think him and just the Raiders defense in general were really close. Yeah, and so I, I think it, kind I of kicked him. It didn't. Have, he didn't have a choice. Gruden was an idiot and traded him. Well, and he did other stuff on top of that, but you know. Yeah. No one else knew about that. Gruden was an that idiot. Time. That's all I'm gonna say on that one. Yeah. Um. So I think he could maybe get some votes, but I don't think he's been good enough to get the thing. Mm-hmm. 
So, Offensive Rookie of the Year, that's going to be Jamar Chase. I think it has to be Jamar Chase. There's I, absolutely no one else even close. I don't think so. Um, I'm trying to think anyone else who's had a decent rookie year so far. There's no quarterbacks that have had a great rookie year. I mean, Mac Jones has had an okay one. Yeah, but he's still not winning, so it's not helping. No. Um, I mean, I think it's Jamar Chase's to lose, honestly. I don't know how. I, I think it just proves that kind of trash-talking people works. <laughs> yeah. like he, I remember he couldn't catch a pass. And he had made the statement that the football is harder to see because it doesn't have the lines. Yeah. And all that stuff. But, I mean, clearly he adjusted to it quite quick and um, kind of had this little snap where he just kicked it into gear and went off. Yeah. Defensive Rookie of the Year. The only one I know that's really done anything is Micah Parsons. I was going to say, Micah Parsons or any rookie D lineman that yeah. I don't know of. Yeah. But the only but, one that I really know that stood out and actually made the Cowboys defense maybe not god-awful, just kind of awful. Yeah. Is Micah Parsons. Because I've seen, I remember earlier in the year, there was a couple things where he um, looked like he was struggling. And yeah. it looked like he wasn't quite picking up the idea of an NFL defense. Right. But I, I think since he's picked it up, I believe, I don't, I could be wrong there. But um, I know Pat Sertain is doing all right, too. Oh, for Denver? Yeah. He kind of got torched in the Raiders game, but everyone kind of got torched in the Raiders game. Yeah. Well, it's that, that defense became so poor. Like, they were like, oh, we have such a good defense. And now it's like. They're blaming it all in the corners, so I could see Patrick falling out of it for that reason. Yeah. Comeback player of the year, that's Dak's to lose. I, th- I think it g- yeah, I think it goes to Dak. And I, I had said that earlier in the year, and people were kind of, my, like, my dad was doubting me. People that I said it to were doubting me. I'm like, how? He, he had such back. a scary injury yeah. to, to be in the position he's at right now and playing as well as he is. I knew he was going to play well. Mm-hmm. I know Dak's a game changer. I know Dak's a, ga- a game leader. That's the difference between him and most quarterbacks. He can lead a game. Yeah. Because I think without that, without Dak Prescott, I think that Cowboy offense is terrible. Well, yeah, because their backup is who? Ben DiNucci? Something like that. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. <laughs> but um, I, I think it comes down to Dak, and I think that's really the only guy I can think of other than... Yeah, he's... I mean, if Saquon would have stayed healthy... It would be a different conversation. It would have been a different conversation if Christian McCaffrey would have stayed healthy. Yeah. There maybe would have been a three-way you know, play for that, but... I still th- I still think even if they stayed healthy, it would have been Dax. I think it would still have been Dax, but there would have been more conversation. Now it's just like, just give it to Dax. Because... Yeah, no, yeah, now people are just ready to hand that one out. Yeah. Coach of the year. Um. See, this could go to a different... This could go to a couple people. This could go a lot of different ways, actually, yeah. This could go... I could see it going to the Cardinals coach. I could see it going to K- Kingsbury, too, yeah. Just, just because of where they're at. Yeah. And where he's taken them. Mm-hmm. And, um... I want to see it go to the Bengals coach. I do too, Zach Taylor, yeah. Because he's really turned, I don't know if he, I mean, necessarily I'm not going to sit here and say he's the one that turned it around, but coaching has a lot to do with it. Coaching has a lot to do with it. So, and like to see a team succeed that well, and and, and a lot of times, I don't want to say it's, uh, well, it's half the time it's not even the coach. Because like Stefanski won it last year, right? Yeah. So, and like, it's not even like, sure, maybe he did something there, sure, maybe he didn't, but it's like, he's the Browns the weren't guy. undefeated, the Browns weren't crazy great. Yeah. They were positive. And, and the, Browns the Browns hasn't seen good. a winning season in a while at that point. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, yeah, to be in the position to make the playoffs and actually make the playoffs was a big step up for the Browns. So I, I, that's why he won it. Yeah. So that's why I could see it going to the Bengals coach because, you know, obviously they were bad enough to the point where they had a high enough pick to get Jamar Chase. So. Right. I mean, there's a lot. I could see it going even to the Chargers coach. I can't remember his name right now. I think it's Brandon Staley, but I'm not sure on that, so I don't want to quote myself it should go probably to Bruce Arians but again kind of like Tom Brady they have such a stacked team that 
Oh my god. It's I think they brought back all but like one or two players. They brought back every single one. It wasn't all but one or two. They brought back everybody. That's crazy. Yeah. And I think they maybe added two people. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of like did he really do it or did Tom Brady orchestrate it all? Because and you see the same thing with um what's his nuts? The Patriots coach Belichick. Because everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, Bel- it's all Belichick, it's all Belichick. The, the Brady haters say that. And yeah. it's like, I can't even lie, I said that for a little while. But I, I did too, I was not a Brady fan. But seeing Brady succeed somewhere else is kind of just proving everybody wrong. Yeah. Because basically. the Bucks weren't great with before him. Oh, the Bucks. I mean... Because they had Mike Evans. Mike Evans was their highlight player, Mike Evans was their guy. I mean, and talk about hey, underrated, they had Mike Evans. Winston. Well, yeah, they had Jameis Winston, famous Jameis. I didn't, no, they didn't even have him yeah, last year. Last year they didn't. Or the, the year before Brady they didn't. Yeah, they did. Did they? Uh-huh. I thought he was already on the Saints at that point. No. Nope. No, that was when Teddy was. Yeah. Um, that's right. But um I I don't think it's a Belichick thing because clearly they're not winning. Yeah. And their offense isn't isn't as good as it is. Yeah. I think Brady will go down as the greatest draft steal of all time, considering the fact he's already oh, the best player of easily. all time. Easily. He's the greatest of all time for quarterbacks mm-hmm. and that's like Jordan arguably being, best player. That'd be like Jordan being the greatest steal of all time because he wasn't the first pick. Yeah. Walter Payton, man of the year. Russell Wilson won it last year. He's such a kind-hearted guy, like, honestly. On and off the field. Yeah. Well, now that he's hurt, and this is, uh, antics isn't the right word for it, but he has more time for the off-field off antics. Yeah. More. Like, he has more time to make himself, and it's not even him making himself a better person in the public eye, mm-hmm. but it's literally just him being him. It, it gives him more time to publicize everything and be with the community and be on the community side. I know Miles Garrett was actually pretty close to it last year. Yeah, he's a actually, good guy. Actually, he was the, the, the runner-up. You know I think he won defensive player of the year, I don't think. You know, know what's so weird is just across sports, for some reason, the city of Seattle has a different relationship with their sports. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm a big Mariners fan, and the Mariners team is out at Seattle Children's. They're out in the schools all the time. And it's not even like, when I say this, you'll know what I mean, but it's not even like they love them because they're great. No. Because a lot of the players aren't stars on that team. I don't think you guys really have a star on that team. On the Mariners? Yeah, you guys have maybe like five. <laughs> um, I mean, outside of Seattle, no, I would say probably Kyle don't. Lewis. Kyle Lewis will be. Kalenic probably will be. But no, not really. Yeah, and I, I think it's... It's, it's just something of, with Seattle. Don't something you guys have Julio Rodriguez, too? He's coming up. Yeah, okay, yeah. He'll, he'll, I think he'll be all right. Yeah, he'll eventually. be good. But, like, you guys really don't have a big-name player. Not yet. So, I think <laughs> I think Kyle Seager being your biggest name probably right now. Yeah, and he's possibly gone. Yeah, so I think it... And that kind of shows that with everything being so close with the Mariners, that just shows that it's just kind of a Seattle thing. But, yeah. Um... Assistant coach of the year. I don't really know the assistant coaches enough to do that. Mm-mm. Maybe Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator for the Bucks. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even know they made that an award. I didn't either. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll just go Byron Leftwich. We'll do that. Clutch performance play of the year. Last year was the D-Hawkins. Hale Murray. Yeah. Um, this yeah, year, definitely that should have been. This year it's probably going to be the 66-yard field goal. Yeah, that should be. I think it's honestly. Justin Tucker's right there. That's the only thing I can think of. Because um, there hasn't been really a game-winning touchdown this year, has there? Besides overtime stuff? I can't think of any that are super great like that one was last year. Yeah, that was insane. There was a couple plays last year. Like, the Diggs touchdown right before it could have been it, too. But, obviously, with the result of that game. <laughs> the Minneapolis miracle? Oh, that could have been it, too. That probably was it that, that year. That probably was it that year, yeah. 
Well, not for nothing. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's okay. I'm used to it. But, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I think that's what... I think that's where we're going to go for this year. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Um, I'd like to see the Cardinals do it. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I'd like to see the Bengals go pretty far. I think it's going to be hard to stop Tom Brady. I do, too. Um, what other teams are there? That's like pretty, I think pretty threatening. There's really only two teams in the AFC that have a real shot. I thought the Browns, but with Baker going out, I don't really think so. Mm-hmm. So, I think the Chargers have a chance, man. I'd love to see it, but I don't. I think it's the Bills or the Ravens. Oh, the Bills, dude. I honestly, I think my prediction is probably the Bills. I think it's such a revenge tour for them right now. Yeah. And I know that they, they're they so inexperienced in the playoffs. Last year, mm-hmm. like 95% of the team had never played in the playoffs. Yeah. Let alone the AFC Championship. Yeah. And I and mean, they played so strong. And with and with them playing, and they played one of the best offenses ever. Like, to ever graze the sport last year. Mm-hmm. Like, the the last two well, besides years. Brady. Well, yeah. The last <laughs> two years, I'd say the Chiefs offense was the most electrifying and hard-to-guard offense in all of football. Top five. And easily. I absolutely love, and this will kind of go into our next segment, that they are getting figured out. Well, yeah, but it was... That just makes me the happiest It was such an unorthodox offense to just have someone run the entire field the entire time. Right. They have a big tight end that's like a... Built like a tight end, but he's so agile like a wide receiver, but he's not fast. No, not at all. And then they had Sammy Watkins, who was honestly a pretty good... Like check down route or emergency see, now he's route. On a, the Ravens. He's on the Ravens and he's playing well on the Ravens too. I yeah. think. Um, it's nice to see Lamar getting weapons because it's turning him into more of a passer. That's true. I mean, I I've given him crap for just being a runner, but he really hasn't had anybody to throw it to. So of course mm-hmm. he has to be a runner. Yeah. Well, and it's always it. It's not really a quarterback style people are used to. I yeah. mean, there's only one other person that's done it as dominantly as him, and it was Vic. Yeah. And, and there Vic was a reason was, that oh Vic God. was so good. And it was because he was the only quarterback of that era doing it. The only thing Vic has on Jackson, and I am not a Vic fan after what he did with the dogs, so don't take this as praise on Vic. He had an absolute cannon of an arm. And I think Lamar's getting that too now. Yeah, if he gets that, I'm seeing. I'm. I've been. I mean, we've been seeing him pass more and more. And I mean, he's taking. He's been taking every single one of his touchdown passes to Marquise Brown has been like thirty yards. Yeah. Like in air, he just had a pass the other day. It was like forty or fifty to him. Or a couple weeks ago, even. Still the prettiest deep ball in the NFL is Russell Wilson. Oh, 100%. It's crazy how high he throws it. Oh, my like, God. The fact that he can throw it on a laser, like on a rope, or the the highest arced rainbow yeah. in the world. It's I've never seen someone so accurate with that no. throw. Oh, my God. I would say Patty was getting close to that mark. Until and then he, this year happened. Yeah. I think Patty's kind of a big, underwhelming player this year. Yeah. I would so, say he's probably my biggest disappointment. To get into one of our segments because we have probably our final segment for this one yeah probably our final one disappointing teams i think we both know one of ours the chiefs the chiefs yeah (laughs) i would say vikings because i know we were coming into the season kind of hyped up yeah Um, getting justin jefferson exposure getting everybody exposure yeah i think injuries again kind of plagued us but they they kind of plagued us last year too but um i mean i can't quite call them disappointing yet because we've lost because of our kicker like twice yeah and um we have a super rough schedule coming up here, so I can't call us disappointing. I honestly think we have a pretty tough year this year. So I'm not going to go out there and call us disappointing, but I'm definitely not going to say we're we're um, surprising. Yeah. So I, of course, have the Chiefs. I think that's everybody's disappointing team. Yeah. Um, or even you can take it as a surprise, too. Well, um, yeah, good point. No one would have seen that coming. Um, my other one is the Seahawks. I mean, everyone knew they were going to take a downhill, downhill 
swoop, but I didn't think they were going to be this bad. I didn't. I didn't believe they were going to be that bad. I thought they. I didn't I, either. I was, like, I was like same team, relatively a little bit less better on the defense end, but their offense is still good. Yeah, I thought they were going to be in second place in the division. I thought that it was going to be the Rams, them, San Francisco, close, mm-hmm. and then Arizona. I didn't see this Arizona thing happening at all. Mm-mm. Um. So Seattle being so bad surprised me. Jamal Adams being is. I mean, he's still a good hitter. As inconsistent as he But is. he's inconsistent when it comes to that even. And it's just like, why? It's hard to have a good secondary when you automatically take one player from your secondary off the field, basically. Yeah. And then, not that he's off the field, but he's not playing secondary. He doesn't play well. He, he blitzes. I mean, that's why they call him Blitzboy. He never does coverage. Yeah. I saw... I noticed in the game they had it was last night mm-hmm. that um, he had a genuine chance for an interception, but he played body. Yeah. Um, he played in a deep, I want to say he was in a deep cover too, mm-hmm. and they ran a route, like a streak on the right side, and they threw up a ball, and the corner had gotten beat, and Jamal went over and played body, and it was an incomplete pass, but I think if he looked up, I mean... He would have had the ball. He could have picked it off, and you probably wouldn't even really need it to toe drag. You would have needed to get your two feet down, because the next step would have been out of bounds. Yeah. Which technically is a toe drag, but like... You it wouldn't have been be, a hard It one. wouldn't need to be inches. I, th- I think if he put his arms out, he could have picked it off. I yeah. just think... He's adapted himself into more of a linebacker idea, but a blitzing one, to the point where he doesn't even look for the ball anymore. Which, it that almost leads me to think... It almost hurts him more The Seahawks need to make him kind of like, I think it was Keanu Neal or Deion Jones from the um, Falcons a couple years ago. Keanu they Neal, used, they moved him to a linebacker. They moved him to a linebacker, and I think. someone else a while ago for the Cardinals, I want to say. Buda Baker played middle linebacker for a little while. Yeah. Because he was a little guy, and he was just hard-hitting, but he also got a lot of picks, so he was kind of a coverage guy, too. Right, but I think if they move him to an outside linebacker where he does go into coverage every once in a while... Because mm-hmm. you'll see him line up on the edge every once in a while. Yeah. Be an edge rusher. But he does blitz. Well, I think yeah. that'll be more helpful to the Seahawks, because then they could go out and get a safety that actually covers... Well, yeah, and with, with and... the linebackers being older, he's so agile. He can, right, he can add help. speed to that core, and then on top of that, t- just take one of them out, get like a draft pick for him, yeah. and then just Put in a safety. I mean, just, yeah, there's I so mean, many good safeties right now that you can trade for. I guarantee it. Well, and it's just like even last year in the second round, the Raiders got Trayvon Morank, I think his name is, from TCU. Mm-hmm. He's good. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks don't have a first-round pick because, of course, they traded it to the Jets for Jamal Adams. They could wait until the second or third round and get a safety, mm-hmm. put that kid at safety, and then move Jamal Adams to, like, right outside linebacker, which, like you said, would then help alleviate... Bobby Wagner. Yeah, because he's not fast. He never has really been fast. He never really has been, but... But he's getting older. He's slowing down. getting old, so... I think it's... I think they need to start having more trust in the rookies, and I think Herbert and Jefferson last year helped a lot with teams putting trust in rookies, because before that, I mean, you didn't really play a rookie that much unless you needed him, like a quarterback. Before that, you had, like, Trevor Lawrence's of the world, and... Yeah, where it's, like, a bad team, good quarterback, just try. Like, just put him in there and let him throw the ball. But, Like, like, Herbert stood out. Jefferson stood out, and yeah. they were rookies, and they dominated the league. I mean, Jefferson was fourth in receiving yards, I want to say. Herbert was, I believe, up there in passing yards. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know where he was with passing yards. I know, I know he, he broke the record. He broke touchdowns. the record for rookie passing yards and rookie passing touchdowns, I believe. I don't know if it was both. or if, I, I know he did touchdowns, I believe. But um, they helped renew teams' faith in rookies. So, like, you draft someone in the first round, you you put them in. I mean, we, put, we drafted Christian Derisaw. He was hurt. He had, like, a... A groin surgery or something like that. That was kind of keeping him out for a little while. But we put him in, and he was a stud. 
I mean, it was just like Tristan Wirfs last year, too. He yeah, was he was insane. really good for the Bucks. Oh, I, my he, God. He was really good. I think he only allowed, like, like five yeah. sacks, maybe. Yeah, he didn't allow many, which for... A rookie, let alone an offensive tackle to begin yeah. with. Because offensive tackles, I think, have harder jobs than inside linemen. Well, I mean, line. it's just like with the Raiders, they've drafted two line outside tackles. Mm-hmm. Colton Miller, who I thought was a disaster, but he's actually turned out to be decent. Mm-hmm. And then... Leathergood or Leatherwood, who now yes. we've put it right guard because he can't play tackle. Yeah, and I think and it could just be the way that I see the field that I think tackles are harder than guards and center because guard and center they're just pushing at you. Yeah. Edge rushers have so much field to work with. Oh, they do. But at the same time when they move, it makes it so those D tackles can also fill those holes. So it, it really depends. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all working in unison, but I to me it just seems like and it's obviously mm-hmm. probably one of those things where it's like the guards are just doing the dirty work that you don't see. But, like, it seems to be a lot harder to be a tackle. Well, and also when you think about it, a D-tackle is, like, 325 pounds. Uh-huh. They don't move that fast. Uh, they I just mean, push. they move fast, but they don't move yeah. as fast as, like, Khalil Mack, Von Max Crosby. His pre- or his heyday, oh my Max God. Crosby. Talk about dominance, Von Miller. I mean, those guys those just guys dominate were... tackles. And I uh, completely agree. Tackles have the hardest job for an offensive line. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's about all I can think of. Yeah, well, thank you for joining us for our first episode, and if you like it, we will definitely be coming out with more. Yeah, feel free to tune in to the next one.